then leaned over and kissed her. Without a backward glance, he got up and strode into the bathroom. Helen stared at the closed door for several moments, then tossed her covers aside. J.B.? She tried the door, but he'd locked it. Locked it? What's going on? She listened intently, hearing only the sound of running water. The shower curtain swished across the rod. Leaning against the door, she yelled, J.B., what was all that about? Still, J.B. said nothing. He either hadn't heard or hadn't wanted to. Fine. Don't tell me. You'd better not be thinking about going back to work. Helen shoved aside her annoyance and slipped into her white velour robe, then shuffled downstairs and into the kitchen to make their morning tea. Men she muttered as she filled the tea kettle. Then, not wanting to wait for the water to boil, she filled a mug, put in a tea bag, and set it in the microwave. In the three minutes it took for the water to heat and turn into tea, Helen came to the conclusion that J.B.'s phone call hadn't been a request to return to work. For one thing, the FBI wouldn't rehire a man who'd suffered a heart attack, unless it was for consultation. And if that were the case... J.B. would have been elated. No, she decided. This was something else entirely. Could the phone call have been from his doctor? J.B. had gone in for a checkup a few days before. Maybe they'd found something. It would have to be serious to garner that kind of disturbing response from J.B. Very serious. Helen didn't like the directions her thoughts were taking... Don't be jumping to conclusions, she muttered. The doctor probably wouldn't be calling this early. True, they often made phone calls and hospital visits before they started seeing patients at the clinic, but... No. It could be anything. Though Helen couldn't imagine what. J.B. would tell her soon enough. Then again, if it was health-related, he might not. For weeks following his heart attack, he'd been sullen, keeping his emotions under lock and key. It had taken some doing to get him to open up to her. Never having married before, J.B. wasn't used to sharing his concerns with a wife. He'd always been, and apparently still was, the strong, silent type. Helen understood that kind of man all too well. Her first husband had been even more close-mouthed, she didn't like it in him, and disliked it even more in J.B. Maybe if Ian had been more open with her, he wouldn't have been killed. He might have told her where he was going, and she could have insisted he refuse the assignment. That isn't true, and you know it, she mumbled, sipping her Earl Grey tea. Besides, the government frowned on agents who disclosed their secrets, even to family and she could never have talked Ian into quitting his job and going into another line of work. Ian had lived for his work as a government agent, had loved the thrill of facing death at every turn. If the bombing in Beirut hadn't taken his life, something else eventually would have. Helen tucked her guilt and pain away, as she had time and time again for the eleven years since his death. Even if you'd known he wouldn't have listened, he never did. What's done is done, 
You couldn't have changed Ian any more than you can change J.B. Any more than he can change you. Helen smiled at the thought. She had little room for criticism. She'd gone from being an agent in her younger days to being a homemaker and mother. Then, feeling at loose ends, she'd returned to school and in due course became a police officer. Shortly after Ian's death, she'd retired from the police bureau in Portland and done some traveling. That led to a career in travel writing, something she still enjoyed. Even with her career change, Helen had never really given up her work in law enforcement. She still did odd jobs for the various government agencies and managed to solve a crime every now and then. It was in her blood. Taking her tea into the living room, she stood at the window and watched the waves smash against the jagged rock.